Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done, your podcast on the what, the why, and the how of quality training. Here with your host, Coach Donald. I was previously about to record this while pulling out of a tight spot, and I was doing my intro, and I had to back out of a parallel parked spot, and my thing was beep, 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 because I was backing into a car that was a few inches away from me, and it's all very annoying. <laughs> Um, I hope you're all having a great day. It's Friday morning. I love Friday morning. We had a very interesting session at the gym with three teenagers coming in at 6 a.m. So, whew. I wanted to talk about something that was not what I have often talked about on here. I've had members at our gym who are interested in body composition and losing weight. We had a bring a friend day this past week and one of our members who is actually a runner also has lost how much weight has he lost is he 25 pounds um since we started working together back at the beginning of the summer and his friend came with him and was commenting on just like how different uh he looks now and he was showing me some before and after and i wanted we have some other members that we're working on like being able to tone up more, uh, lose some body fat. And we, one of our members, another person, who's a, also another pretty large male, we had a conversation about him over the last year and a half of him training. He has, actually almost two years of training now, I'm talking about. He's gained a lot of muscle. His clothes do not fit anymore at all. His weight's been the exact same since we first started training. Now, he's not a runner. He walks a lot, though. And this sparked a rekindling of thought about how one handles body composition training in a gym. As a lot of what I commonly do revolves around um, strength and being able to put on muscle for certain types of people or just helping people gain strength without any changes in their weight. You know, I work with a lot of teenage athletes. For the most part, none of them are trying to gain weight. So we strength train in a way that keeps them from gaining weight, as well as they don't want to lose weight. So we also train in a way that prevents them from losing weight. Well, we have people that want to lose weight. And admittedly, over the years, I have shied away from working with people or trying my, I'm not shied away from working with them shied away from going out of my way to work with people who have weight loss as their primary goal for a number of reasons. Um, Nutrition's way out of my hands as far as being able to keep people up with that. Their consistency with outside activities is hard to keep up with. Um, Most of the people that come into our GHP, they are already doing outside activities and they come to us to help them get more out of those activities and to do them better. So it's a very different mindset shift. I want to talk to you about, though, how we've been having success with this and how I'm rewiring how we even internally handle our training when we have those people in our sessions. It's very simple. One of the biggest principles as far as being able to lose weight with exercise is having a caloric deficit. A big part of that is eating in a way that reduces how much you need to eat. 
which a lot of people you can find literature online. I know there's been a thousand things about all these different diets and things that people do. One of the the main ways by just reducing calories, but it's like you know, calorie calories can be sort of emotionally stressful for certain types of people, and you know it's tedious, and I wouldn't do it probably. So one of the easier ways now is looking at well, what food should we eat more of and eat a little less of. One of the biggest ways is to increase protein and vegetable content for two reasons. Protein content is satiating. So protein foods generally help you be full. They also, when you're exercising, help your body be able to recover better from the exercise. Also, vegetables have a high nutrition density and they are calorically low. What you get out of that is with vegetables, you're able to eat foods that are high in nutrition value, which the reason that's important is when you eat foods that are high in nutritional value, that turns down the hunger signals in your brain. So you're less inclined to eat so much or to snack a lot because snacking a lot is really what gets people. There's not, I mean, there are people out there who eat enormous meals and eat three plates of dinner, but a lot of people get in trouble snacking and eating moderately high caloric foods that are very low in volume, like rice, chips, and candies, um, simple breads. They're only moderately high in, cal- in calories, caloric density. They're not really high, but you can eat so much of them because they're not satiating. And so you can just keep going. A bag of chips has literally as many calories as a full meat, carb, vegetable, three-thirds three split plate, like a full plate of dinner food, a bag of chips has a similar amount of calories, uh, which is like really wild to think about. So, but a bag of chips is not satiating, right? So being able to eat foods that are high in nutritional value turns off, turns down the hunger signals in your brain. So you're just less inclined to feel the need to snack. And eating a lot of protein helps you with handling the exercise better, as well as being able to... Protein takes a long time to break down in the body, so that's also satiating, especially meat. So, that aside, an important part of this is being able to, when you're working out, constantly have a zone 2 to zone 3 heart rate. With activities like running or biking, that is pretty achievable. But typically, not typically, but oftentimes, people who may have a struggle with weight and their fitness is low may have a hard time doing like running or biking for an extended period of time that does bring their heart rate up that high. So activities like walking are great. So being able to power walk, walk up hills is a really great weight loss activity. None of this is still what we do in the gym, but these are things that play a role in that. And with some of our members who've been having a lot of success with losing weight, a big part of what they are doing is eating a lot of vegetables, eating a lot of protein, and they walk a lot. One walks when she's traveling for business, she's on the elliptical, she's... She runs a little bit on the treadmill, not too much, but enough, like 10 minutes. Um, one of our other ones, 
he walks a lot. He takes his kid to the zoo all the time. So they are, he's walking a lot. And the other person like runs. And so uh, the three people that I'm just thinking about right now as I'm making this, they are active. And those who've not had much success, um, they are not as active with moving throughout the day. A lot of people have that jobs that just require them to sit there. But being able to just get that zone two movement for 20 to 30 minutes a day, uh, most days has helped out with some of our members tremendously. Now, what are we doing in the gym? Uh, not leading up to that, but that's your skinny on like weight loss. Lift weights and move in zone two a lot. Zone two for most people is going to be where your heart rate's between about 120 and 150. That is a super big range. There's a lot of specificity that goes into that based on your max heart rate, your age, and all that. But in general, zone two is going to be about around 120, maybe like 110 a heart rate, but about 120 to 150 in that range. 150 might be zone three for a lot of people. Um, for me, I think it's about one low 130s to about 150. D is zone two. Um, I know in the 150s is zone three for me. So that varies for different people. My, my max heart rate um, is pretty high. So for a lot of you, that might be in the 120s. So anyways, we do hit work. That is the thing you've been waiting for. Hit work, high intensity interval training. What we've been doing a lot in the gym is exercises that are not particularly heavy, but that require you to move constantly. So we've been mixing intervals with sled work. We'll hit the sled and then you'll do an upper body exercise. You'll hit the sled, do a lower body exercise, which is like well, the sled's already lower body. Oh, well, I'll hit the sled, do some abs. I've been doing mixes where you're on the bike or you're on the elliptical and you might do a moderate pace and then for a few minutes and then you go fast for a couple more minutes. And then you get off and you do a couple exercises, do a couple rounds of strength training, and you go back on the elliptical or the bike. So in that course of that hour, they might still accumulate about 20 minutes of, yeah, 20 minutes, maybe more of cardio time on there. But it's with this moderate to high intensity for short bursts. And then they're doing their strength training in that zone two-ish range where the exercises tend to be a bit more tedious, um, doing sets of 20 to 30 of uh, upper body, lower body, or core exercise, that causes you to, like, your heart rate's going to go up. If you're challenging yourself for 20 to 30 reps, that's an entire minute of movement. And then encouraging them to walk during their rest breaks. So the rest breaks are still pretty active walking around. Versus, let's say with our distance runners, their rest breaks are generally pretty inactive we'll do our exercises and then we're going to stop and recover to do our exercises again which tends to be more strength based whereas with these hit workouts we're doing different blocks of hit where we are challenging them to be at movement constantly and we're varying from doing really maybe not just hit it's more like a variable intensity to be honest with you where we're doing uh, moderate intensity, we're sparking up to a high intensity, we're coming back down to a moderate intensity, sparking up to a high intensity, going to a low intensity, going to a medium, going back to a high. And so we're varying that with our cardio implements, with our strength training, with our body weight work, and being able to do that, and finding a lot of success with that. A lot of things are timed for ease. Some things do have rep counts. 
depends on the exercise and the attention span of the person, making sure that they can count them. Sometimes just putting 30, 60, 90 seconds on there and just going to town does a great job. And then after that, we might stop and do some cardio at the end and just, hey, just do like five to 10 minutes and we'll do a finish out. So that is a piece about how we can improve body composition and fitness and making it simple. So to go highlight over again, what we can do is eating from a nutritional standpoint, it is going to a caloric deficit. Now, what that looks like for different people varies, right? You know, there's like a whole anti-fat thing for a while. That's not really the big deal. And you can actually eat a decently, moderately high fat diet and still lose weight. It is just a matter of what is the nutritional content of your food, because the nutritional content will determine how hungry you keep getting. And the hunger signals will influence how much you feel like you need to eat avocados and fish oils and like these sorts of things can be really nuts can be really good with positive fat not saying you should just go out and eat a lot of fat keto diets you know people do succeed with that and not eating carbs the issue with carbs tends to be eating a bunch of simple carbs like breads and pastas stuff that digests really fast because then you're hungry again and those types of carbs tend to not have a lot of extra nutrients that fills your body up that tends to be the actual issue with carbs or eating simple stuff with no nutritional value. If you're eating sweet potatoes, you're not actually, you're probably not going to overeat sweet potatoes. So that is something to consider. Now, let me get back to this list. So here's what we got. We're going to go high protein and high vegetable content. You can still eat carbs, you can still eat fat. I'm not saying that you don't do that. But eating foods that are high in nutritional content of vegetables and protein, that's going to do you a great way. Being able to get in 20 to 30 minutes a day of zone 2 activity, get your heart rate up between about 120 and 150, more like 120 to 130 probably for a lot of people, will be great 20 to 30 minutes a day. If you're not a runner, you're not a biker, just go walk up hills. Power walk, walk up hills, call somebody you really like talking to, and just talk to them on the phone for 20 to 30 minutes while you move around. I frequently do my zone two runs on the phone with, I'll catch up with a cousin, I'll catch up with a friend, I'll call my sister. Um, I've done check-in meetings with staff while running. Um, that's something I might get back to doing for 2024. It's like, just we're going to do our meeting and we're going to run together, right? So that's protein and carbs. I'm sorry, oh my gosh. Protein and vegetable content one, being able to get a lot of that zone two running in, uh, zone two movement in, I'm sorry. Being able to get in some quality strength training. Muscle just has a better metabolism. So the more lean muscle tissue you have, the more energy your body just burns at rest in the first place. And then... Being able to do some variable intensity training. I know earlier in the podcast I said hit. We're going to just go with variable intensity training. And so that is going to do mixes of zone two cardio with strength training, with body weight work, and constantly keeping your heart rate up. Because at a very simple level, burning fat is getting your muscles to metabolize energy constantly. 
And a way to tell if your body is increasing its level of metabolism is are you panting and panting, right? The reason you go out and run in zone two, you know that it's cardio is because you're kind of breathing a little bit hard, right? The intensity of how hard you have, have to breathe does is influenced by how hard things are. If you're in the gym, that's harder to, to do if you're just lifting weights because you do a set of 10, all right, I'm done. I'm going to sit here and so my muscles recover and I'm going to do another set of 10. Versus even in between those sets, I'm doing something that's keeping me having to breathe hard uh, or having my heart rate up a little higher. You can't breathe hard the whole time, but keeping your heart rate up a little higher, that's what the feeling you're trying to get. Because literally, when your body pulls the glycogen and fat stores off of your body, it your meta- your metabolic rate is high from the exercise. So it pulls it off the fat, pulls the carbs off the muscle, shuttles it into the muscle cells. Your muscles do store carbs, by the way. Um, pulls it pulls it out the liver, pulls it out the bloodstream, pulls the fat off of your legs and your back, takes it into the muscle does a bunch of chemical reactions, and the byproduct of the chemical reaction is the air you breathe off, the CO2. This happens at rest, but when you work out, it happens a lot more. So Dr. Uh, Andy Galpin, I remember he would do these anatomy and physiology lessons, and he did this really funny kind of tongue-in-cheek piece. Best way to know if you're working and burning fat or even burning carbs is are you breathing really hard? The more you are forced to exhale at a rapid rate, the more energy you're burning. If you don't have to exhale at a rapid rate, you're not burning energy uh, any more than you normally would at rest. So that was a uh, really simplistic way to think about things. But it is in a large part true at a macro level. So hope that was great for you. Um, If you have people in your life who are complaining about their body composition and want to be able to lose weight, you can share with them this episode and tell them the four things. Make most of your, make more than half of your plate vegetables. Eat a lot of protein. I know I didn't say they'll make more than half of your plate vegetables, but that is how I try to live life. And that's how I recommend other people do. Make most of your food vegetables. Eat a lot of protein. Get in some zone two activity, power walking, walking up hills. Walk fast, talk on the phone, run, jog, bike, whatever. Whatever activity can keep your heart rate around 120 for 20, 30, 60 minutes. Go out and lift some weights so you can build some muscles. Go out and do some variable intensity work in the gym as well. You can do a combination of that six days a week, five, six days a week. You will be a new person in a few months. All right. Out here. Enjoy. You can also send them our way at Coach Donald on Instagram. Uh, Donald at ghperformance.com. You can check us out at www.ghperformance.com. We have some new things that we are about to launch that I'm excited to get out to you once we get all this stuff finalized. So talk soon. Ciao.